Hello, welcome back to the Athlete Emerging Podcast. I am Heidi Nielsen, and I'm recording this episode on a Saturday night, a little bit unusual for me, but I had to share with you, I was so excited because I sort of spontaneously decided to run my first obstacle course race today. And it was a total blast, and I wanted to share with you about the experience. So today is crazy wild obstacle course running day, woo! So I'm currently sitting here at the desk with generic Ralph's brand Icy Hot on my knees. (laughs) Um, Everything else is still okay. There will probably be some fresh soreness from unusual ways of moving popping up over the next couple days, but so far so good. I don't have running as part of my regular training regimen with the exception of some sprints thrown into my strength intervals here and there. I really don't do any kind of long, low to moderate intensity type cardio. I don't run 5Ks on a regular basis. I don't run at all except for those sprints that I mentioned, partially because I have funky knees. So we'll see how my knees hold up after today. I did run the whole race. I made sure to jog every stretch in between the obstacles so that I could say I ran the race. (laughs) And I, I did take a little window to walk just before each obstacle and just after each obstacle for a little bit of recovery, or I wanted to be able to really bring it for the obstacles. But I wanted to push myself. I knew that was the only workout I was going to get in today, and part of my deciding to do it was to go get a kick-ass workout on a Saturday afternoon. So I'm really, really excited that I took that extra push and I did go ahead and at least jog. I don't know where the line between jog and run is sometimes, but I at least had that bouncy step and was pushing more energy out of myself for the entire 5K which may sound super simple and super elementary to many folks, but it's a big deal for me because like I said, running is not part of my usual training. So I'm feeling a great sense of accomplishment. The race that I did is the ROC race, the ROC, which I believe stands for Ridiculous Obstacle Challenge Race. It was really fun. It was these giant blow up toys, really. Um, Like you would have a moon bounce at a local neighborhood party. Well, they had what they claimed was the world's largest moon bounce. They had what they claimed was the world's largest inflatable water slide. There was a giant inflatable um, foam spewing slip and slide where you had to run and jump and slide on your belly through all of this bubbly foam blowing in your face. It was great. A couple other obstacles were a an inner tube water slide. That was one of the first ones, which was an interesting choice because your feet were soppy wet from the very beginning. So anybody that only likes to dry, run with dry feet, they were kind of screwed from the big, very beginning of this thing. But I loved having the water, the first water obstacle close to the front because it was hot out there. It's only um, early May, but we've been having some real summer heat starting to show up here in Southern California, and today was no exception. This particular race was down in Irvine. It was hot and dry, 
but those water obstacles were such a nice part of the day. And this is my first race that I've ever run, so I don't know if the races are always set up this way, but they had several water stations out there for us. There were several places where people were hosing us down with water. Every obstacle had a big sound system and fun party dance music playing. It was really just overall a really well-produced experience. <laughs> with the exception of some chaos with registration and standing lines, standing in lines in the beginning, but hopefully not everybody had uh, quite the experience with that that I did. So I, I had to wait in, I think, four different lines just to get my race bib. <laughs> but once that happened, things moved pretty smoothly, and I loved the rest of the day. An obstacle that I got to surprise myself on, which was really cool, was the gorilla bars. They're just like monkey bars that you had when you were a kid, and you had to go across the whole course of them. And of course, there was a giant inflated squishy pit underneath, just like every obstacle. And I made it all the way through the gorilla bars. I had it in my head that I wouldn't be able to. I guess I've had some kind of bad playground experience with the monkey bars, or at least had memory of experiencing failure to get all the way across. And I made it all the way across. I think that was the one I was the most excited about. And I was just, just keeping my eyes up on those bars overhead. I wasn't looking at how far the end was. I was just grabbing one, grabbing the other, grabbing one, grabbing the other. I looked before I went to see what technique people were using. I was wondering if it was going to be more efficient to do one hand on one bar and then swing and get the next hand on the next bar and then swing and get the next hand on the next bar. Or if it was more efficient to go grab with one hand on one bar and then bring the second hand up to meet the first hand and grab again with the first hand and then bring the second hand up. So just like you might decide to do with stairs, taking them one stair per foot or one step at a time with, with each foot, with both feet on that one step. I found what my body kind of naturally did was to reach out with my left hand first and then come to the same bar with the right hand. And I said, okay, I guess this is the rhythm I'm in. Grab left, grab right, breathe. <laughs> grab left, grab right, breathe. <laughs> Made it all the way across. One thing they did that was really nice was they had some grippy tape wrapped around the bars. I was in the last wave of the day and one of the last heats of the last wave. I didn't start until three in the afternoon because I spontaneously just decided to sign up for this last night. Everything else was full, but it was great because it allowed me to have a leisurely morning before making the drive out there. But by the time I got to the gorilla bars, several of the bars had the tape worn off and I could feel how helpful it was to have that tape there because the ones without it were a bit slippy. And I think that if I had had to be working that intensely on the gripping element of it, it may have made the traverse a lot more difficult. But with the tape there, at least on most of the bars, it was an awesome and fun piece of cake. So I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed pushing myself through the stretches of running in between the obstacles. That for me was one of those moments of this whole process that I'm doing of stepping into that athletic identity. Uh, there was a voice of self-doubt in my head saying, oh, I'm not athletic enough to run this whole thing. I don't do running as part of my training. 
almost everybody around me is walking because they were the folks that show up in the afternoon they just wanted to be out there having fun and that was awesome i think it's great that they ran the race or did the race exactly the way that they wanted to but that voice in my head was like oh look at everybody else walking you could just walk too but i knew that's not the experience that i wanted to have and so i pushed and i pushed through and i pushed through the way that the person that i want to be would push through and do it and it felt so great to do that and i just got that that sort of athlete's high of this is what i'm doing in fact when i got to the last two obstacles i knew i had two stretches of running left and two obstacles i was surprised how close to the end i was and i was like okay now i'm gonna push for a little extra speed and i sprinted the last little length leading up to the world's largest inflatable water slide and these little little choices to make that extra push to exert that extra energy were such tiny little choices to make but the feeling of victory that they induced internally was so much fun i just really loved it this was a great experience i have a good friend that appears to be a little bit addicted to these obstacle course races and I can understand why. It was such a great uh, such a great way to get out and do interval training for a day, to just run those segments of run in, I don't know, maybe quarter mile at most intervals with the obstacles in between. So it's totally manageable for even myself who would consider myself a non-runner. And I got to play and get wet and dance and laugh and make some friends out there. Oh, yes, I should say, I said that I jogged every section, at least jogged every section in between the obstacles. That wasn't exactly true. There was one section where I stopped and walked because I was rounding this bend and I see this guy up ahead and his head is hanging down low and he's sauntering side to side. Looks like he's about to fall flat on his face. And there was no water station nearby. There were no volunteers in this particular stretch of road. We're out there in what feels like the scorching desert. I said, hey, buddy, you doing okay? He was like, no. (laughs) I went, oh, okay, you need some help? He said, yeah, yeah, I do. (laughs) Poor guy. Obviously had been drinking before the race started. Was dehydrated, was a little drunk. Hard to tell how much of which, but needed help. Uh, It looked like it could become a a health and safety issue rather soon. So went and took this guy around the waist and walked with him through the next obstacle. He actually wanted to run up to the next obstacle. I think seeing this girl running up to him kind of got his ego going a little bit. And he wanted to run too to show that he could, even in his struggling state. So we jogged to the next obstacle had to do this uh rope climb ladder thing into a big slide got through that and there was a water station right behind it so helped him get to the water station put him in the helpful hands of the volunteers before making it back on my way so there was that one stretch of walking but it was for uh, community service purposes which i was actually really glad to be able to do too i was there on my own and not part of a team so it was really nice to be able to reach out and build even that small sense of community and being there for the runners around me. I just really enjoyed this whole thing. 
like I said, we'll see how the knees hold up. My knees have been funny since I was 12 years old. At about 12, um, back in the ballet days, I was diagnosed with what they call patellofemoral syndrome. And my understanding of that is that the kneecap sits a little bit too high and tracks against the femur, the thigh bone, when my knee bends. So it kind of grinds away at the cartilage in there. I believe it is the same as or connected to another condition that they call chondromalacia, which is that grinding away of the cartilage. I'm not exactly sure how those two are related. Um, I am certainly not a diagnostician, but that may be a more familiar term to give you an idea of what I'm working with in my knees. I, my knees are a great party trick for me. I <laughs> have this kind of twisted habit of saying, hey, have I made you feel my knees? And people go, what? What are you talking about? And if I'm just standing and I pick up one leg and I put somebody else's hand lightly on top of my kneecap and bend and straighten the leg, they can feel it crunch and crackle and grind underneath their hand. And for me, that's not painful if it's not weight bearing. Um, but it really freaks people out. <laughs> which I get the greatest kick out of. I don't know why. This twisted twisted trainer sense of humor and joy, I suppose. I do get some knee, pet, knee pain if I'm doing a lot of running, which is why it's not part of my regular program. Or after extended stair work, I'll feel the knees. I have to be careful with lunges and just careful with alignment around the knees in general. But for the most part, they hold up pretty well. They even held up through a workout that I called Quadrapalooza last week, where I was doing frog jumps and duck walks and skater squats and BOSU squats, all kinds of potentially traumatizing things around the knee. And they, they held up just beautifully through that, so I was thrilled. Today I'm, I'm feeling I'm post-race. Right now I've got that icy hot tingle, as I mentioned. And I'm curious to see how they'll be doing tomorrow. The right knee is bothering me more than the left knee, which is interesting. I was wondering which one would bother me more because they also have some separate additional trauma. The right knee, I'll come back to the story of the right knee in a minute because that's the one that's talking to me now. The left knee, I took a martial arts class maybe six months ago now. And I, as you may know, I'm 32 years old. I am still quite young, but not a kid anymore. And I was in this martial arts class that was doing a lot of spinning, jumping, kick work. And I hadn't been doing any of that kind of work. It was my first martial arts class in quite a while. Actually, back since I'd since the stunt days, which for me is, let me run the mental calendar real quick in my head. Uh, the last time I was involved in the stunt industry was around 2007. So it's currently 2014, this was 2013. So it'd really been six years since I'd done martial arts. And I came into this class and we were asking our bodies to kick and spin and jump all in various combinations at the same time. Now, the way the knee is structured, it's pretty much a hinge joint. It likes to bend and it likes to straighten. It does have a little bit of side to side torque in it, but not a whole lot. And that's not, not certainly not something that you want to exploit. Uh, 
But as you can imagine, if you're loading the knee by bending to jump while spinning and also landing and reloading the knee while still spinning and kicking this other leg around, there's a lot of potential for twisting and twerking-based injury on the knees. So this class, I had a blast. I had fun with it. Over the next couple days, I started feeling pain in my left knee. Now, again, as I said, I'm not a diagnostician, so I can't, and I did not go and have it looked at. The pain did begin subsiding rather quickly. I do always recommend that my clients go have any injuries looked at, but in the changing medical insurance climate, that's not always the easiest or most accessible thing for us self-employed folk to do. So anyway, I opted not to have this knee looked at, but given my experience with other folks' knee injuries in the past and given the oh-so-useful help of Google Diagnostics, WebMD, and whatever other medical sites folks look up symptoms on, it seems what happened in that knee is probably a subtly torn meniscus. Again, totally just a guess. I am not a medical pro in that way, but I did rehab the knee the way that we would rehab and strengthen for that particular injury, and it did seem to be effective. I would say that that knee is back to like 98% now. I rarely, rarely feel it, if at all. So I was curious if I would feel it today, and I haven't so far. But what I am feeling is the right knee. And the right knee has another fun story. Back in the stunt days, back in probably about 2006, I I had the hots for one of these little ninja free runner guys, flipper twisting, just flying all around in the sky. And we used to go out and train in Griffith Park together. And they had these, they have this concrete picnic table sets there. And I am not a free runner. I don't have much training or experience in free running. By the way, free running, if you're not familiar with it, it's that art where you see people running up and jumping over whatever they come across and running up the sides of buildings and doing backflips and throwing all of these cool tricks. And I love that it's called free running because it's just running with a sense of absolute freedom around whatever obstacle you may encounter. So free running is really beautiful art and a great thing to train in as a stunt person. And this guy was helping me practice and pick up some of the basics, <laughs> but perhaps not in the smartest way. We were out training at the park and these concrete picnic areas, and we were just practicing jumping from one concrete picnic table to another. Just a simple long straight jump. All right. It wasn't too far, wasn't terribly difficult looking proposition. And I was a courageous young stunt woman in training. So I said, what the heck? So I went for it, get a little bit of a running start on this one picnic table, take a big old jump, jump up into the air, sailing over to the next picnic table and land just a little bit short, which drove my right kneecap right into the concrete corner of the table. That was painful. That one I definitely should have gone to a doctor for. <laughs> and if anybody ever does anything like that, please, please go to a doctor. Um, yeah, that right knee I'm feeling today after the run. 
that was another period without medical insurance. But let me just step back and say, also, please don't jump between concrete picnic tables for training. <laughs> let me go ahead and learn that lesson for you the hard way. Nobody needs to do that, particularly without padding. But training really never needs to happen on concrete. Craziness, the things we do when we're young and dumb. So that's that's the fun, interesting tangent of the backstory of my right knee, which is the knee who's talking to me tonight. If I remember, next time we connect, I'll give you an update on how that knee feels post-run. I'm used to feeling activity in that knee, so I don't feel like uh, this is anything particularly terrible. But it was a nice excuse to share that story with you. So, hope that you're getting out having some of these fun, adventurous training experiences too. I just felt so amped after this today that I wanted to share while the enthusiasm was fresh. I'm off to go enjoy a fantastic, big, healthy, refueling dinner with my sweetheart on Saturday night. Hope that you have a wonderful week, and I'll connect with you here again soon. Bye!